there's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. There's a spirit. And the Texas Tech Red Raiders, for the second time in three years, are headed to the College World Series. Welker takes it at the 11. New routines pave the way. Welcome in, everybody, to the Talkin' Tech podcast, part of the Guns Up Nation podcast network. I am your host, Stephen Rodriguez, my co-host, Tristan McGonigal. Tristan, we made it, man. It's the dawn of a new era with Talking Tech Pod. Man, it's so great to be part of such a great website, man. It's just like such a great group of folks over at Guns Up Nation, and we couldn't be happier to join the squad. Seriously, man, joining some other great podcasts, Ramblin' Raiders, Tortillas and Takes, and the Guns Up Flagship Podcast. We are extremely excited to join this great group of people uh, out here just, you know, giving you all the best Texas Tech content we possibly can. So, uh, you know, I'm sure we're we're joined by some new listeners possibly for this podcast. Um, you know, just a quick reintroduction to me and Tristan. We are two idiots uh, that graduated from Texas Tech in 2018, and we are here giving you our takes and just some random stuff. You know, we throw in all sorts of stuff on the Talking Tech podcast, so we hope uh, we gain your listenership weekly. And uh, you know, we're just we're just really proud to be a part of this network and really happy, man. Absolutely, man. And Talking Tech is not responsible for any brain cells lost while listening to us. Um, so please know that when you're walking through the door. It will absolutely happen. We are, again, two idiots. But we are entertaining, maybe. I don't know. Who really knows? But we have this podcast anyway. So Guns Up Nation wanted us. So, hey, we're going to keep going. Keep rolling. So, but let's get in to some news with Texas Tech. What happened since our last episode? Let's start with some basketball news because that's always the exciting thing here at Texas Tech has been for the last few years. Uh, Mac McClung taking his name out of the transfer portal. So, what this really means, guys, is he's not officially returning to Tech necessarily. He may still choose to go the NBA route, but this is a great sign because he will not be at another school next year. If anything, he'll be playing professionally somewhere, whether that's NBA, G League, Euro League, anything like that, or he's coming back and playing for Texas Tech and Mark Adams. I would take a bullet for the mackerel. Oh, my God. Did you see Always that tweet? <laughs> oh, it's great, dude. That he emotional like, tweet. I'm just so excited. I, I will always be a part of Red Raider Nation no matter what happens. It, that's just like, it just lifts your spirits, man. After everything that's happened this offseason, to get that kind of message from Mac, uh, just an awesome, awesome day that was. And what's extra cool about it is, you know, even if he goes to the NBA, he'll, he'll still be draft, drafted out of Texas Tech University. So yeah, he'll he still be an NBA player in the league with that double T on his resume representing the university. So it's all good news. But, man, I would be lying if I wasn't selfish and wanted him to come back because it really feels like it could be his team if he came back, you know. 
he would definitely be one of the premier guys to watch in college basketball next year. Um, obviously, Mac needs to do what he feels is best for himself and his future. So, you know, we're going to support the guy either way, whether he decides to go and, and try his luck in the NBA or maybe try something overseas. Who knows? But, you know, just him coming back would be an awesome addition to next year's squad. It's really coming in great with Mark Adams and the coaching staffs coming in really next year looks super bright and having Mac join the team would just be, or I guess stay with the team would just be that extra bonus and really put us as a contender. I will say that I didn't really see this coming. I think most of us thought he was gone. So that makes it even cooler. I I really like, as soon as he put his, he he announced he was going uh, to try the NBA and then he was putting his name in the transfer portal. I was like, Oh my God. But I did say on the podcast, either last week or the, or the week before that I wasn't 100% convinced he was leaving. So I don't want to say I was, I was all the way right, but I might be right. All right. Brag about it. Brag about it. But we're all winning here. All of Red Raider nation has won here. And I would love to have him back because he'd be a true veteran leader at that point. And he could really top off his scoring. You know, he can he can go back and even beat his his record from last season. He had a pretty solid year, but he could definitely do better. So especially yep. with a high paced offense, I feel like we take his leash off a bit and maybe let him run wild. Yeah, that's what it seems like we're trying to do is maybe get away from that weird that hybrid motion offense that didn't work half the time, probably more than that, honestly, um, and trying to get more of a running gun type of pace. And that's where Mac thrives, man, in in the fast break, running and gunning, trying finishing uh, over guys, you know, just working fast paced type of basketball. So, uh, you know, we'll see the update in the coming weeks. Hopefully we'll have kind of a more next week in next week's episode to see what he decides to ultimately do. But uh, just, just good news overall on the Mac McClung front. Absolutely. I think I speak for all of Red Raider Nation when I say we all get very excited talking about abandoning that old offense. So I'm excited to see what happens with Mac or without Mac. But obviously it was a great day overall because either way he's going to leave as a Red Raider or come back as a Red Raider, of course. Absolutely. So we should talk about we did get a new addition to Mark Adams team for sure next season. And that is a six, six guard forward type hybrid out of Winthrop. His name is the name of all names. His name, of course, is Adonis Arms. (laughs) The most wild name I think I've ever seen in college basketball. And the guy is an Adonis. Oh, oh my dude. God. Absolutely jacked. He's built like a brick wall now. Those preferred before and after pictures yeah. were insane, man. Absolutely nuts. If y'all haven't seen it, go take a look on Twitter. I mean, it dude is is jacked. I mean, the art like his name totally fits him. It's ridiculous. It's so funny, but man, it was so cool watching Eric Kelly's uh, interview, his short little interview he had with him. The guy just seems like such a down-to-earth, humble dude whenever he was talking. And I really liked his phrase, if you can make it out of community college, you can make it anywhere. And I feel like that's such a great mentality to bring into the D1 because, you know, you really hang on to your roots there, knowing the grind and knowing that like nothing is given if you're starting in the community college zone, because not many guys get to do what he's doing. Not many guys get to take a, a springboard out of the lowest level. So congrats to him. So happy to have him here at Texas Tech University. And I think he's gonna make an immediate impact. 
there's definitely a trend with the type of guys that Mark Adams is bringing in in terms of like Juco spent a little time in maybe division two lower level underlooked guys that really are look have that chip on their shoulder to be great. So I think this is just a, a classic Mark Adams pickup for the team. So uh, just to go over a few stats at Winthrop, he averaged 10 and a half points a game, almost five rebounds a game in just 17 minutes. That's all he averaged was 17 minutes a game. Uh, kind of, they run kind of a funky style style over there at Winthrop, kind of a uh, five in, five out substitution sort of deal. So uh, I wouldn't look too much into him only playing 17 minutes a game, but he chose Tech over schools like Oklahoma State, BYU, Butler, DePaul. So other big time schools wanted this guy. So uh, Mark Adams wins against those other schools. I mean, I, I it just seems like a really good pickup for us. Absolutely, man. So I'm really excited to see how uh, Mark Adams fits him into this team. I know he'll probably he's a grinder, probably. So I'm really excited to see how he can hit the court here. Yeah, definitely kind of a versatile defender who can guard a ton of different positions. He's got super long arms. He's got great size for a guard. Six, six, you know, really long arms obviously strong as heck as Adonis you can arms see. has long arms Adonis arms has Adonis like arms so <laughs> man I'm just excited for this guy he seems like a really a really defensive minded player as well somebody Mark Adams can really just plug in and play in the lineup so probably come off the bench for us I imagine uh, but just uh, again an experienced guy who's who's a good pickup for Mark Adams well, building depth was absolutely a priority, you know, but I, luckily it's looking more like a reload than a rebuild, especially if Matt comes back, please. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I feel like uh, every episode we're always talking about, hey, you know, we can be excited about next season. So I'm loving this. I'm loving the mm-hmm. excitement. And uh, anything else on this? Uh, maybe a few things on Texas Tech basketball. We hired a couple new, a couple new assistants slash strength and conditioning coach, Darby Rich. We got uh, a new strength and conditioning coach after losing John Riley uh, to Texas, that which was hurt. really unf- that one really hurt. Like you know, Beard hurt, but John Riley really hurt because that guy rocks, and he and you know Texas does not deserve a guy as good no. as John Riley. So I'm glad we replaced him with uh, Darby Rich, who seems like another great strength and conditioning coach. Spent some time at Texas A&M, OU, South Carolina, so he's had that Power Five experience for a long time. So former player himself. So guy really knows his way around the weight room. So excited to get him in. Yeah, he's a, a former Bama player. And apparently he's put a lot of guys in the NBA. So yeah. I'm sure recruits like to hear that. And current players like to hear that. Because I definitely want Texas Tech to turn into an NBA school. I definitely want to keep put it, putting more players into the league. Because, man, that's just a better selling point. And plus, it's just fun to watch our guys get on the hardwood in the big leagues, you know? Absolutely, man, for sure. So uh, super excited to have him in here, getting our guys prepped up and ready for the season. And then also we hired another assistant coach. Um, It is Talvin Hester from, he was at La Tech last year, Louisiana Tech, uh, recently got hired away to Colorado State. And then we swiped him right after that. I mean, a la Chris Beard taking him from UNLV. We kind of did the same thing with this guy. So sorry, Colorado State. But, you know, it when Texas Tech comes calling, you don't you don't say no. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely feel for that program. I definitely wouldn't want that to be us, but I guess that means he's got to be good. You know, it, yeah. it's it's not like Colorado State's a super slacking program, and so it's, no. it's probably a step up from Law Tech. So I'm glad to get him on over to the LBK. I, I can't wait to see how he develops as a coach himself, because uh, I'm sure Coach Adams is one of those dudes if you're a coach to learn under. You know, Mark Adams seems like a guy that coaches his coaches. So yeah. I, I, I'm sure that's why all these guys seem to be jumping at a call, you know, yeah. so it, it, that's, that's really cool to see. Uh, that gives me more faith in Mark Adams uh, that all these guys not only want to play for him, but want to come coach for him too. So this guy's got to be a King that we think he is. Absolutely, man. And he's got uh, recruiting ties to Texas. So that's always good for a Texas tech to have recruiting ties in their own state. You know, Barrett Peary and, and coach Williams are great. They have recruiting ties kind of in places other than Texas. So it's good to get that in-state connection with this hire. So just wanted to point that out. Talvin Hester joining Mark Adams staff. So I just had a couple more things on basketball, just some players to look out for. And if you really want some inside scoop on this kind of stuff, give a follow to Texas Tech Men's Hoop Insider, uh, part of the Guns Up Nation network. Uh, he's a great follow great guy on Twitter, just knows his stuff, know, has his sources. I mean, he really is legit. So uh, check him out. I'm getting a lot of this information from him. Uh, that would be, so keep some, keep some names out just in fresh in your mind. Bryson Williams at a UTEP uh, looking at Texas tech seems really interested in playing for Mark Adams. Um, also Devonte Jones out of coastal Carolina, the, the past Sunbelt player of the year, looking for a new home. Uh, he's announcing his decision on Saturday and Texas tech is one of his finalists. So take a look out for him. Uh, I just wrote a couple more down Langston Wilson, who is the number two junior college uh, prospect in the nation. Also looking at the red Raiders, Trey Mitchell from UMass, another big guy looking at the red Raiders. And I just kind of throw in one just for me. Uh, Musa cease. I think it's cease. I it might be cease. I don't know how you really pronounce it, but he's from Memphis. Uh, he has ties now with coach Darby rich coming from Memphis. So I don't know, maybe that's something to look out for as well. So just a few players to maybe keep an eye out for in the coming weeks. Woo. Take a breath, dude. Thank you for the, uh, the summary there with all those fellas. Um, I'm really excited to see how who else we add to this awesome list. I'm really liking the way this is growing. Uh, like I said, any hype we can get for the next season after such an emotional offseason, we're going to take it. Um, speaking of an emotional offseason, I feel like we have to talk about it. We talk are, about you, the, are you talking about Rothstein's podcast? Yes. Oh, God, yeah. It was um, not a good uh, – <laughs> It was just disappointing, honestly, overall, listening to Chris Beard on John Rothstein's podcast. Uh, Rothstein, of course, is the college basketball guy. He has a lot of uh, the new hires on his podcast. He's had Mark uh, Adams on. Yeah, he's had Mark Adams on. He's had a couple other guys on. Mike Woodson, I think, from Indiana has come on. So he's interviewing a lot of guys who have taken new coaching opportunities. Um, and it's just really disappointing after seeing that because he just seems like a – I don't even know a corporate shill, honestly. Now um, he's saying the, a lot of the same things that he said when he was with us, but since he just went back on everything that he said when he was with us, it just like, you could just tell he's bullshitting you. And it's just so disappointing uh, to really see how low Chris Beard has come. 
it, it makes you feel foolish as a tech fan to sit there and believe everything he's been saying to us all year. Cause now he's just over at UT and saying the exact same things. And I just, it really felt like he was mocking us when he said that no yeah. one has more respect for Texas tech than me when it's obvious, a clear lie. And I'm pretty sure he's literally in tech, just trying to antagonize us yeah. saying that, Oh, you TTU is going to make a lot of money that night. Um, you know what I'm most mad about though is how he won't even give the respect to coach Adams to even bring him up to even say, you know, going there is going to be a battle. It's a great program and an even better coach. I just would have expected that out of somebody who I thought was a genuine dude who would actually give respect to what he did there and to the coach that's following him up, but he couldn't even, you know, uh, humor us like that. The dude has totally thrown us under the bus. He has burned that bridge to ashes and he is waiting for us to go ballistic on him in Lubbock. Yeah. I mean, we're going to go nuts on him and he deserves every bit of it. Um, You know, just, I I don't know. I I just listening to it. It makes me sad. It makes me mad uh, just because he really stooped to a a real low point uh, for me. uh, And in terms of like respect, I, you know, you can't even respect the guy at all. You know, he could have said so many different things, mm-hmm. even even just media answers that would get more people on his side. Like, hey, this is my alma mater. I've always dreamed of coaching here. Like he didn't say any of that. He said, you know, this is just the next opportunity. Like, what what are you doing, man? What, what are you doing? It just it just pisses me off. So we're just another stone in the road, huh, uh, Chris? Yeah. You know, I just I don't believe a single thing he said at Tech. Now I'm sure plenty of Techs have been there. I mean, I've really been there. It's just this this interview really took it to another level. I just I feel I feel so mad for Coach Adams. I know Coach Adams doesn't care like emotionally about it, but it just it, it just really seems like such a low point, like you were saying, for a guy that we had immense respect for, and he's just thrown it all out the window there's it just doesn't seem like he has a genuine bone in his body he is the prototype proto stereotypical used car salesman will just he has his pitch and he'll just adjust it for wherever he's at he was the underdog at tech and now he's the big mean corporate guy at ut go off king (laughs) (laughs) no yeah that's enough on chris beard uh you know he's he's out of sight out of mind it was really it was really just a disappointing podcast to listen because I listen to John Rothstein's podcast pretty often. So, uh, you know, I had to hear what he had to say, and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be, just corporate. So let's move on. Uh, golf, Texas Tech golf. We're out here, dude, winning some trophies. Uh, Gala Dumez, I apologize if I totally butchered her name, but she wins the individual championship for the big 12 uh, for Texas tech women's golf shot the lowest 54 hole set in big 12 conference championship history, shooting a 69, 66 and 67 on her three 18 hole rounds. Um, Great showing out here for the red Raider women's golf, man. There we go, young lady. Let's go, man. You know what the most wild part about that? Like, it exemplifies everything you just said about record-breaking there? She's a true freshman. Oh, yeah, she is. So, like, what a bright future this young woman has coming up here in in Texas Tech and just – it really shows the kind of golf legacy we're building in in the LBK. We have one of the most beautiful golf courses in college in college sports. So, man, I really I'm really glad we're taking advantage of that and just watching us watching some young women fly. So, the way to go, young lady. Let's go. 
For sure. And we can't mention Texas Tech golf without mentioning the Swedish fish himself. Our boy Ludwig Aberg tied for the lead going into the final round of the men's Big 12 championship for golf. The Swedish fish is flopping, baby. West Texas is behind you, Swede. You are West Texas's favorite Swede. Let's freaking go. Finish it off, man. Man, that guy's really building an incredible career in his young life. He's he's getting amateur love on the professional level as well. And, geez, I just – some of our sports at Texas Tech are truly something to behold, and golf is one of them. And I'm really excited to see if he can pull this out because I think he can. Absolutely, man. I agree 100%. But that's enough golf talk. Let's move on to the sport that uh, has been low, but it's our most popular sport still. It's the most popular sport in college sports. Let's talk about football. We have a few things to touch on for college football. Tyler Shuck, first and foremost, named a top five quarterback prospect for the 2022 NFL draft. I mean, the second best of the Big 12, only behind Spencer Rattler of Oklahoma. I mean, just unbelievable love for Tyler Shuck. It is it is seriously insane because that puts him ahead of Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy has been an NFL favorite to get, be drafted for a while now. And just to immediately hop into second place, fifth in the nation? I, oh, un- I love un- it. Unreal. Because if he lives up to that hype, I think we're in for a great season, at least busting back up into the upper half of the Big 12, uh, if, if that's the case. Because, I mean, he's obviously not going to be Patrick Mahomes. Nobody is. So if he's that good I on and on this more complete team than Pat was on, man, I, I, think, I think this is finally a football season where we'll actually be excited for Saturdays again. And the thing is, he was getting a lot of love before last season. And then, of course, you know, the Pac-12, he was at Oregon, of course, last year. And the Pac-12 had that wonky season, seven games. They were kind of in and out for a little bit. Maybe weren't going to play the season, maybe were. So you got to think that had some effect on him. Uh, And really, he was a really hyped up prospect coming out of high school. And even after that first season when he backed up – uh, the Chargers quarterback now, I can't remember his name, uh, but dude, just a, a lot of hype for this kid. Uh, he's my pick to be the day one starter for sure uh, for Texas Tech, but uh, I mean, he's getting a lot of love out there, man. Absolutely. He's got four-star ability and starting at Oregon is nothing to sniff at. So no I'm really excited to see what he can do on the Big 12 team, maybe a little more high-octane Sonny Cumbie offense here. And bro, I just can't couldn't be more excited for once for football because I think things will finally come together in Matt Wells year three. For sure. I think so too. And we also added another player from a power five school, might I add. Uh, safety out of Wisconsin, Reggie Pearson has committed to Texas Tech to play with us next season. Kind of a wacky uh, series of events for this guy. Started all games in 2019. And then when 2020 rolled around, he had this injury and I'm not sure what it was, but he was injured. He got a, he got like approved to play by outside medical professionals, but was told by Wisconsin that he basically could not play. So I don't know what the deal was with Wisconsin with the injury or anything, but if outside medical professionals are saying you can't play and Wisconsin's basically not clearing you, it's just kind of a, you got to think this, this was kind of messed up and kind of a weird, just a really odd situation. So decided to transfer out. 
uh, was originally going to go to South Dakota, but decided when Texas Tech came calling, you know, you come to that Power Five opportunity. So uh, adds more depth to the defensive back unit, to the safety unit. So uh, hyped to get this guy. Absolutely, man. I, I'll take any depth on the DB uh, slot that we can. That's obviously one of those defensive sides of the ball we were, we've been struggling for decades. So I'm really happy to have that coming back, uh, coming in to at least bolster the ranks. Um, and you got a feel for the kid. It looks like he kind of got a shorthand with everything you were saying with the medical and the, and the being cleared and all that. So I'm excited to see if he can come here and make a difference. I'm not quite sure where he'll land on the roster yet, but I mean, it's it's at least exciting to see that we're getting these prospects, to see that these uh, these defensive backs do want to come play for Texas Tech, even with our reputation. Uh, you know, it's something to prove at least. So I'm excited to see what he can do with it. Yeah, man, absolutely. So we'll see in the coming after summer, you know, coming into fall, seeing if he, you know, cracks the rotation or anything. But if anything, it's a depth piece, so we'll take it. Um, but then let's go into kind of the – we had some uh, significant news for college football that popped up this week. The overtime rules have changed uh, starting next season. It looks like uh, we're going to start uh, in the second overtime. When that rolls around, teams have to start going for two-point conversions. Originally, it was after the th- third overtime, starting with the third overtime. Now it's starting with the second overtime. Uh, and then also, when the third overtime comes rolling around, teams have to run alternative two-point conversion plays instead of actual, uh, you know, actual drives. So, kind of a weird, uh, a weird rule change. I, I think it's good. I don't really have much an opinion on it, to be honest with you. But what do you think? I think many fans will think it's unnecessary, and there's a good reason to feel that way. But this is obviously for TV scheduling. It's to get yep. these hurried up so we can get into the next program. So I really don't – I'm pretty indifferent to it um, because I don't think it necessarily takes the fun out of it. I think no matter – they'll still be really exciting to see teams alternate between one play, two-point conversions for the wins. I think that's like a high stakes, and high stakes are really fun to watch, especially in big games. So I don't have an issue with it. Um, I'm sure a lot of purists will because, I mean, college football is one of those sports that actually gets it right in overtime. I think overtime yeah. college football is like the best in all of sports. Um, so I can understand being disappointed that it's being altered, but I think the spirit is still there. So I, I get it. You know, the, this everything relies on the TV with, the, with, with college football. So it's understandable, but I, I, I think it'll be fun. I, I'm, I really don't think it'll make much difference. I've always thought basketball has pretty perfect overtime. I mean, that's just the type of sport, though, that it is. You add five minutes and you just go back and forth. It's pretty simple. But, yeah, I think college football has it much better than NFL, any professional football, for sure, the overtime rules. So, yeah, like you said, I mean, it just kind of avoids these LSU-Texas A&M 7 OT games, if you remember that. But also, those don't happen very often. So, I don't know if this rule was necessary. So, um, I guess we'll just have to see, you know, what kind of effects it takes and if teams are going to go into three overtimes, you know, very often. I don't, and it just doesn't happen. You can count on a hand how many of those games go that deep. Exactly. So, like I said, it's not going to make that much big of a difference. And like, I don't think it's going to take a hype away from it either. It's still high stakes. Their teams still have a shot. It gives a little bit of rest to the players too. They don't have to drive down a, um, a tens of yards to get to the end zone anymore. They just, it's, it's just get up and go. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I thought we'd mention it. You know, it's significant because we are a Texas Tech podcast. So 
uh, hopefully I guess we're we not... care about football. Just kidding. I mean, no, we love hopefully, football. hopefully we don't have to have all these two and three overtime games because my heart can already only take so much with Texas Tech football, and I don't know if we can handle a uh, another like a six OT game. God. Oh, well, I mean, I, I guess Alabama better be scared when we're playing in the national championship if it gets to that point. You know, like hey, for you know, sure, don't play dude. Texas Tech in triple overtime. You know, that's, that's what they what always going, say. Baby. That's what that's what everybody has always said. You never want to play Texas Tech in triple overtime. That's what that is an old saying, dude. I remember I remember coming on the campus and that being the first thing. Hey, I think Bear Bryant. Texas Tech I think overtime. Bear Bryant said it first. I think he was just like, man, you just don't want to play Texas Tech in three overtimes. But <laughs> <laughs> one more thing on football. Shouts out to our boys going into the NFL draft starting this Thursday. I believe it's the 29th. I could be wrong. But we have five guys that are trying to you know, make their way into professional football, into the NFL. Uh, Jack Anderson, TJ Vasher, Zach McPherson, Eli Howard, and Thomas Leggett. Shouts out and good luck to all those guys. Hopefully, you know, I think we're going to see two, maybe three of those guys get drafted. Uh, talking specifically about Jack Anderson and Zach McPherson, it looks like those are the two highest graded guys going into the draft. TJ Vasher with his size and his glue hands, I'm sure a team is going to want to, you know, make a make a pick to try to get him in. Uh, the other two guys probably, you know, training camp rosters potentially making – something happened. So we don't know, but good luck to all these guys. Hopefully they get their name called and uh, get to shake the commissioner's hand, man. Cheers to that, man. I, our, our NFL legacy is mad underrated. We put some wonderful players in the league, so I'm excited for them to join those ranks. Yeah, man, me too. So good luck to all of them. But I think, I mean, unless you had something else, I just had one shout out and then we can kind of hit song of the week and end it off. Well, I mean, I guess you're just going to pop right over Tavlocks boys. Are you? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I guess we do have to talk about baseball. Uh, <laughs> I know you're series. trying to avoid it. I know why I tried you're trying to, to avoid, avoid it. it. I'm sorry, <laughs> talking tech listeners. I tried to avoid it. But no, we did. Uh, baseball dropped the uh, bad series to Baylor, uh, unranked Baylor, I should say, um, uh, in Lubbock, actually. So we had a good streak going on. I think it was like 27, 28 straight home series that we won. Uh, and that ended. Uh, this past weekend against Baylor, um, dropping two, I mean, big time, big time games. Baylor was out of here hitting the ball like crazy. And I think this is really just showing that our pitching is beat up right now. Our team is beat up right now. And that's why we're dropping these series. Absolutely. It's it's easy to make an excuse for this team. It just hurts because we had such high hopes. I'm not saying it's over, but I mean, we dropped this K-State series. We dropped yeah. this Baylor series at home. It's just, it's not the season we wanted. I'm sure maybe they can pull out a miracle here in the end, in this, in this back stretch, because, but we have a tough stretch coming up because uh, we'll, we're, we're, we're going to get the, the cross state team in New Mexico next. And then we have a very, very good UT team in Texas, uh, in Austin. So I'm not uh, I'm not looking forward to that, but if our boys can bounce back, I'm sure we can still make something out of this season. I just our batters need to come back the way they were before this Baylor series. But I know, man, we didn't have a single game in this Baylor series where we scored over four runs. So we got to get some of that offense rolling again. Uh, just a tough stretch of games for the Scarlet and Black. Absolutely. In a sport that in a, and we were preseason Big 12 favorites. So mm. it's uh it, that's always disappointing. So, but hey, trust the process. We just got, we got really unlucky and hey, it's not over yet. 
It's not. It's not over yet. And hey, we're going to bring it for UT. If anything, you know, our team is always fired up to play UT. So uh, we're going to go out into Austin and hopefully, uh, you know, get a get a couple wins down there. So still rooting for you, baseball. You know, you still got high hopes. I think we're still 11th in the nation. So it's not like full doomer mode. We're going in right now. Absolutely uh, not. You know, just just a tough series loss to Baylor, but uh, hopefully we'll bounce back. For sure, man. I, I I expect our fans to be in Austin too. I know, I know we'll we'll be there and be loud. So especially with what went down with uh, some other coach that we're not going to talk about anymore. Yeah, man. So I just had one shout out, and this is really relevant for all of Red Raider Nation. Uh, we mentioned it last week on the podcast. Uh, Marcus Santosova lost his father, so they are holding a, a funeral fund for. Um, you know, just to help out the family. So if any of y'all in Lubbock or any of y'all outside of Lubbock want to donate to that funeral fund, you can donate at any Texas Tech Federal Credit Union. I know that for sure. Um, I'm sure there's other places that you can, you know, Venmo or do something uh, just to give a little money to the Santos Silva family. Uh, you know, obviously a, a tough loss for for them and for all of Red Raider Nation. You know, we, we call every one of our players family. So, um, you know, when we lose one of our own, you know, we got to help out and show out. So uh, we've done in the past, you know, Jemias Ramsey, uh, when his mom's house burned down, uh, you know, I think we we met the the funds or the GoFundMe that they set up in like five minutes or something like that. So uh, just help out, help out the Santos Silva family. Uh, if you have money that you are willing to donate, you know, send it over to them and, uh, you know, just uh, shout out to Marcus again. Absolutely. Give what y'all can and prayers up to his family without question. That's a, that's a, that's a really sad time. So I know West Texans and Red Raider Nation can step up for him though. We're good people. We're good we really people are. out here. So uh, just wanted to mention that. So I don't know, man, I think we can finish it off here. Uh, if you are a first time listener to the Talking Tech podcast, we do a song of the week segment every week just to give our taste. I think we'd have pretty decent taste. What would you say in music? I don't know. Maybe, uh, it's, you know, our, maybe <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> no, think so. I think so i think so too tristan's a very he listens to basically just country music uh not i mean he's in he's in he, he he dapples in some different genres but he's mostly country through and through so he's going to give you the best country songs to listen to some local guys all sorts of stuff i'm kind of all over the place when it comes to music so i'll i'll you know reach all sorts of genres but tristan why don't you go ahead and give us your song of the week all right, so my song of the week is going to be a group. I'm doing Josh Greider and Drew Kennedy, and I'm going to give some West Texas love. Uh, they are the Topo Chico Cowboys. They are singing West Texas Cloud Appreciation Society. It's a mouthful of a song, but, man, nothing gets Lubbock vibes like that going. Every gorgeous shade of purple and red Join the way So you've done Drew Kennedy, you've done Josh Grider, and now you're doing Josh Grider and Drew Kennedy. <laughs> As the Topo Chico Cowboys, so okay. it doesn't count. They All are right. a group. It's a what, duo. Whatever you say, my man. So yeah, go give that one a listen. Uh, you know, Tristan has introduced me to a lot of different kind of country music that I've really enjoyed. Drew Kennedy being one of those, I really enjoyed. Uh, he gave Open Road a long time ago, and that's become one of my favorite songs just in general. So uh, he's, got, he's got guys. some good choices. Yeah, he's, Brothels, so. for sure. For sure. So Texas flavor in there. So give that a listen. What about you, brother? What do you got? 
All right, man. I got a country song and I know I just said I dabble in all sorts of genres, but I am also doing a country song. Uh, a guy that a coworker showed me um, and he's, he's been in and out. I'm out here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This guy also spent some time in Baton Rouge or in new Orleans, I should say, um, you know, spent some time in Dallas. He's been, he was kind of on the street for a little bit, made his own street band. He's been all over the place. He's a really good artist um, by the name of Charlie Crockett. Uh, the song that I have for my song of the week is Silver Dagger by Charlie Crockett. This one is more of a jazzy kind of kind of tones with it. Uh, he's he's obviously he's he's more of a country singer than anything, but he brings blues. He brings jazz. He brings kind of funk into some of his songs. So uh, he's just all over the place and he's kind of a melting pot of music. So, um, you know, my that's my song of the week. Silver Dagger by Charlie Crockett. Last time she come down, she spread her loving all over this town. They said she carried, carried silver dagger, made it never stagger to cut me down. Great description for a unique guy. I know the name, don't know the song, so I'm excited about hearing that one, man. It sounds like a good one. It is. It's a good one. So y'all should go give it a listen. You can, you can listen to our songs of the week playlist. We have all of our songs of the week from our first episode. They are on Spotify and Apple music. We usually link them down. If I don't forget on our pods, Twitter. Uh, so man, I think that's going to do it here for this episode. I, I think so. But a big noisy shout out to the dog, you're babysitting gumbo, the little, I'm weenie. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. If y'all heard some noise in the background, my dog has been injured. He's been on IR and, uh, <laughs> you know, we are just, we're, we're trying to keep him calm and it is not working so well. Uh, so we apologize if, if you heard that in the background throughout this episode, uh, we're going to try to get them all fixed up and hopefully that won't happen again. <laughs> Shouts out to gumbo. Shouts out to gumbo. So, all right, well, that's going to do it. We're going to end it off right here. You can follow both of us on Twitter. Tristan is at Tristy Mick. I am at L underscore S underscore Rodriguez. You can follow the pod on Twitter. We have been blowing up, dude. And a lot of that is thanks to Guns Up Nation for introducing us. I think we've had like 150 more followers since that announcement that we were joining the podcast network. So uh, shouts out guns up nation, but you can follow us on Twitter at talking tech pod. And then you can send us your mailbag questions, send us your general feedback, send us your songs of the week, send us really whatever you want. Talking tech pod at gmail.com. So we appreciate all of y'all listening and always wreck them tech. Wreck them tech. Uh, wow. First of all, uh, got a lot of respect for Steven and Tristan. Uh, their program, tough guys, just uh, a lot of fun. I love the game of basketball, but also love West Texas. And I love Stephen and Tristan. I'm extremely proud. Well, I don't know where we go from here. I'm, I think I'm just going to sit back down. It's just not getting better than this. I just want to tell Stephen and Tristan. Thanks for coming out. The energy uh, was really, really good in there today. Uh, we fed off of it. I think it goes back and forth. Tremendous. Uh, great job and um, you know just just proud of our guys for the way they responded.